Indeed, it is Tuesday and it is time for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. It is time to climb higher. It is time to let your fire burn brighter. Are you ready to be powered up for another week? You know, I almost started singing along as the song is playing. But I kind of figured out you would not appreciate my singing, so I'll just go ahead and stay in my own lane. I hope that your week is off to a wonderful start and that you have already started to have a productive week. But if you're feeling anxious, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed, if you just need a break from the chaos of the world, or if you simply need some motivation to get through the week, you have come to the right place. This is Untapped Potential, and again, I am your host, Dr. Simone. As always, I'd like to thank our regular listeners, whether you're listening from the U.S., Canada, Dominica, or worldwide. Thank you for your support and thank you for tuning in every Tuesday as we journey along to set personal goals and we learn to cope with everything that is going on around us. If you recently heard about the show and you're joining in for the first time, then welcome aboard. This is our virtual support community. We are here every Tuesday from 5.30 to 6.30 Eastern Time. We have great conversations with inspiring guest, we enjoy some uplifting music, and we talk about tips for coping, striving, and yes, succeeding during these very challenging times. We may be confined to our homes, but we are not alone. So thank you again for tuning in.
you doing today? I know this just continues to be a very challenging time for all of us. And, you know, just when we think we're getting a handle on everything that is going on, there is more and more decisions to be made. So again, I hope that your week is off to a great start. And I know by now we're all ready to take a mental break from the hurricane, the chaos of the world right now, and the endless decisions we have to make. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me. We're going to have a wonderful hour together. Our guest for today is going to be Mr. Justin Alfred, and he will be joining us in a little while as he tells us about how he was able to be successful in a number of different careers, what it took to be successful in various careers. And as well, you know, I got so carried away last week with our guest, Miss Annie Song out of New Rochelle, that I did not get to relay some very important information that I had planned on doing. So I would like to take some opportunity at the end of this program to talk to you about one of the most important ways that I have been able to achieve many of my goals. And that is simply the idea of how do you create a new habit and how do you get it to stick? So please be sure to listen to the end of the program where I will be giving you this information. So we spent some wonderful time last week, again, speaking to Miss Annie Kemasong. And as always, I got some wonderful feedback from the listeners in terms of what they thought about her personal life story. So one guest said to me, wow, this reads like a movie script. And I think that most of us who listened to the show last week would agree with that because unfortunately, Annie lost her father um, in a plane crash, allegedly, because they simply never found the plane that he was traveling in when she was still, you know, her mom was still pregnant with her. So, you know, someone said that it reads like a movie script, the life that she has led so far. And yet another listener said, Annie Kim, what an inspiration. Each one of your guests has left me with much food for thought. I can't wait for what she is going to do with all her dad's writing. So truly inspiring. And and she also said that her story is truly inspiring. And it is very timely given the racial climate we we live in today. And of course, if you remember, Annie Kem is uh, multiracial. So one, one of the things that she struggled with was simply finding her identity, her place in this world. So again, we have another wonderful guest coming up, Mr. Justin Alfred, Mr. Renaissance Man. So without any further ado, we're going to bring him on so he can tell us all about his journey to success. So first, let's enjoy this number from Taras Riley, one called My Day, as we welcome Mr. Justin Alfred. Who I fight, I know I criticize, I'm on the higher heights. So you can see. 
say what you want to and do what you want to, it's no concern to me. Come me have my own vision, me depth on my own mission to rule my destiny. Oh, it's my day to do anything I want to. Justin Alfred. Mr. Alfred is currently the senior pastor of Brookfield Missionary Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. From all accounts, he has been an adopted member of my family all even right. before, <laughs> even <a> before <laughs> my parents met and long before I was born. I think of him as a true renaissance man he has had several different he has expertise in several different areas including music theology mental health law enforcement and real estate let's give a warm welcome and say thank you for joining us mr alfred how are you today i'm doing fine thank you very much for asking Good, and thank you for being with us um, today. So recently we had a program where we discussed changing careers and Mr. Alfred has done just that. He is an expert in several different areas and we're very happy that he's joining us today. 
So for our audience to get to know you just a little bit better, let us know where you were born and raised, um, where do you currently reside, and what does life look like for you at this moment? I am from a small southern village um, in Dominica called Grand Bay. Some of you know it as South City. <laughs> I was born there, but I was raised by my grandmother in Massac, which, well, a little part of Massac, further up in the uh, hills of Massac called Samuel. If you know Dominica, it's after Subuli. We lived there for a while until 1966 when my grandfather became ill and we moved to Rosso. And um, I spent from 1966 to 1971 with my grandmother in Rosso and uh, before moving to go to school in St. Thomas Virgin Islands first and then to Jamaica Bible College mm -hmm. in 1972. Good. And, and where do you currently reside? I am currently in, living in Houston, Texas. Actually, it's on the outskirts of Houston, um, Missouri City. It's about 22 miles um, south of Houston. And okay. we've been here since 1984. Oh, a long time. And what does life currently look like for you in terms of work, family life? Well, it looks good. I have retired from my other profession and currently pastoring a church here in Houston, Texas. I've paid my dues and uh, now I'm just uh, enjoying life and uh, ministering to folks as necessary. Good, good, good. So tell us some um, early challenges you faced early in your life. Well, when you grow up in an island so where your parents are not together, it was pretty much um, challenging to determine who you should listen to. My grandmother tried her best to do everything she could to help me to become established. But um, uh, it was challenging because I had the desire for my mother to be around, but she was overseas working. Um, when she left Dominica, she went to Aruba and lived there most of her life until she passed away in um, 2003 but um, my grandmother pretty much raised me and uh, she did the best she could but it was there was a need within me yes. to do better and to try to uh, make somebody of myself mm -hmm. I saw examples around me that I did not want to emulate at all and um, I decided early in my life that I was not going to be like the ones around me specifically my uncles um, and so with the help of God, I uh, gave my life to Christ uh, at 16. And from that point on, he just started opening doors for me mm -hmm. to um, make, to achieve that purpose, which I had in mind. Yes. Right. So, so tell us a little bit about your journey out of Dominica. How were you able to go from Dominica to the USVI and Jamaica? Well, it's strange. You know, when I was young, I used to look at those tourists coming to the islands. I, I, I some reason I was wishing that one day one of them would take me on that big old boat. <laughs> <laughs> but strangely enough, I, it, there was a missionary lady from uh, California, Miss, her name was Miss Evelyn Fuqua. She came to Dominica and spent some time there and she led me to 
um, knowing Christ as personal savior. And strangely enough, she knew I had a gift of singing. I had been singing Calypso in Dominica as uh, Junior Calypso, the Lord Tiger. And uh, she saw the gifting in me and she started coaching me to sing church songs. Um, and through her directives, I was able to leave Dominica shortly thereafter and go to St. Thomas to a small Bible school there. And uh, from there, I was accepted to Jamaica Bible College in 1972. Mm-hmm. and proceeded to go to Bible college for four years in Jamaica. Now, now, what was that transition like for you, going from Dominica to the USBI to Jamaica? What was your experience it, like? It was very <laughs> challenging because yes. you go to an environment where you know nobody yeah. and you have to learn the new culture and um, not too many friends around. So you, I missed Dominica very much. Right. It took a while to adapt and to adjust but once I started meeting people and getting to know them, then it made the transition pretty much smoother. But St. Thomas was not the ultimate goal. I wanted to go further than that. So I was able to get accepted to Jamaica. And at 17, I left St. Thomas, went back to Dominica and took one of the boats that used to travel the islands. And for seven days, just me and not knowing anybody on the boat, I was on my way to Jamaica. I had an address where I was going to and I uh, was able to get there seven days later. Oh, it was very amazing. challenging. <laughs> that's amazing. So, so it seems like you've had quite a journey with regards to um, different careers and different fields of interest. Why would you say you've made so many changes along the way? Well, when I was much younger, I was asked, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a teacher. But for some reason, when theology came into the picture, I thought, well, I need to get ready to go into doing ministry where I could help people. So I went into the Bible college and um, after I was through that, I went to to Aruba and spent some time there and taught there for a little while and um, was seeking to see which direction God would have me to go. Um, I had been singing along the way and preaching. Um, And so, you know, once I um, got established, I eventually went back to the Virgin Islands and got married and then I realized, well, um, just preaching may not be enough to help me raise a family. Right. So I had to find another career where I could make some money along with doing the things of God in the the church. So I chose to do social work at first and then eventually branch off to, um, into psychology. Actually, I had an opportunity which I, was went I went into law for a while and then I realized well, that was not my calling so I gave it up and then eventually landed into psychology which I felt went along well with um, my calling to ministry mm-hmm. and it, it just seems like a lot of people have this fear of change that even if they may not make they may not be making the the level of income let's say that they desire they are so fearful of taking a leap of faith and you know pretty much starting all over again in a new career so what would you say to someone who has that fear well there's a lot out there that um could be challenging but if you put your mind to it you can achieve it you don't have to if you're not happy in one area allow yourself the opportunity because if you don't you look back and ask yourself well did i really I should have done that. You don't want to have regrets as you go along. Mm-hmm. 
if you're not happy with one area, then especially if you're in the United States where there are so many doors open, I would caution one though that you know it, it's I would advise you to if at all possible find the passion find your passion whatever you're passionate about go after it now for some people they might know it from the time they were a kid that I want to be a doctor I want to be a social worker I want to be a psychologist and they pursue that wholeheartedly at some point you might not be happy with it and then if you have a health and strength and energy you should allow yourself to pursue that other phase of life career that you would really like to explore especially if your goal is to try to not just to make money but to be uh, an advocate for people and who um one who would be able to help other folks um who may be less fortunate than you are mm -hmm. And, and I think I can certainly see your passion and that is helping people because even from looking at the different careers that you've had, they all somehow involve uplifting people through music and theology and also helping people through psychology, um, through law and through being a pastor at a church. Now, what would you say keeps you motivated? You know, when you, you switch careers, it is sometimes so difficult to start all over again but what would you say has been a source of strength for you in terms of keeping you motivated with the new career that you were starting? Well, ultimately it is to find the satisfaction in what I'm passionate after, uh, about. Um, you might say in some of the areas I've been into, it's has not been, have not, they have not been very lucrative as such, but it's not about, for me, it was not just about making money. Mm -hmm. It was about that gratification that you get when you can see a broken family can get back together. Somebody was on the wrong path. You redirected him or her to where he or she finds a sense of purpose and direction in his life. Uh, that brought me satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So if you're just joining us, we're speaking to Mr. Justin Alfred. He's the senior past pastor at Brookfield Missionary Baptist Church in Houston, Texas, and he has expertise in several areas. So we're having a conversation about what it takes to move from one career to the next and how within doing all of that, he was able to find his passion for helping uh, people. So now in your role as senior pastor at the church and with all this talk about coronavirus, has that um, impacted your um, operations at the church? Oh, most definitely. We had to make some adjustments and we did that very quickly, um, not knowing how long this was going to be around. And we met and decided that the best thing would be to discontinue meeting at that location, at the church building, but the church never closed because the church is the people. And uh, what I did, although we were not having service on Sundays, I would go there by myself every Sunday morning and utilize YouTube, um, not YouTube, but um, Facebook Live, and was able to stream the service and the sermon. I pretty much did everything by myself wow. to allow the families to be home and to um, still feel like they're in church. Um, we've had Lord's Supper on first Sundays and I would invite them to go to the refrigerator and take their bread and wine or juice and uh, participate in the Lord's Supper. So we kept church going even while we were not meeting together. 
Um, we'd rather be fellowshipping with each other, but we realized very rapidly that it was a dangerous thing to do. Right. And so we chose the other option and it worked out very well. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, sure, I'm sure it was an opportunity for all your skill sets to come into play because you're a pastor, you're, you can do the music, you can sing. So <laughs> it worked out. You were a one-man show. It was working out, yes, indeed. <laughs> and I, as a matter of fact, I enjoyed it because it, it, was, it was worth it for me. Um, um, I'm glad also we, we did that when we did because um, Easter Sunday, uh, the, the Friday before Easter, one of the brothers called and said that uh, if we have in church, and I said, well, no, we're not because of the corona stuff and we, should, we are not going to meet until we are authorized to do so. Mm -hmm. And uh, strangely, the same the following week, I was, got a call that he was he came down ill with the with the illness. Oh, did and he? Yes, he did. Oh my! He survived. Thank God, he okay, survived. Okay, thank God. He's, he's doing very well. But you know, we we just looked at it and said, "Wow, we are happy that we did not stop or we did not continue with service for that one reason." Thank yeah, God, certainly, because he could have spread it to other people as well. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, so now let's go back to talking about your, your various um, fields of expertise. So one of the things that I, I remind people of is that even if you're starting in a new career field, you have what are called transferable skills. That is skills that you can take from your previous job into your new job. Now, did that play a significant role for you? Were you able to use some of the skills from a previous job into your new career? Um, what is your, your experience with that? Well, of course, um, having started off with um, theology, everything else like and social work, you build from one thing to another. It's all about people. Mm -hmm. um, when I pursued law, it was about people. When I went into psychology, it was pretty much getting around the um, base of knowledge where I could reach out to people, communicate with them, try to redirect them, try to help them to find themselves. Um, so yes, each of those things worked out pretty well. And for many years, apart from all of these things, I was doing real estate as a, on a part-time basis <laughs> for 25, 30 years. Wow. And you know, with that, well, the skills in um, counseling and uh, psychology and uh, knowledge of law, it allowed me to be able to uh, be effective in helping people find what it is that they were looking for. There are some folks in, in real estate, they're, they're not decided, they just want you to show them around, but if you're able to figure out where they're coming from, how, how prepared they are, how motivated they are, then that allowed me to not waste too much time with showing property, but trying to prepare them to, 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 to get a mindset where they will understand that, okay, this is what you need to do before you can get me to go with you to see anything and having that well-grounded background mm -hmm. I, I i was able to weed out certain folks and pretty help much help them to understand what it is that they want to do mm -hmm. and prepare them for making that ultimate decision because buying a property or a house or whatever is a big decision and sometimes folks just want to test the water but in a profession like that you you don't have time to waste on right. doing that thing, but you have to help them understand, listen, if these are the things that you must do as per, um, requisites to this next step, I need for you to go ahead and do these things first, and then we can talk. 
like getting pre-qualified and being sure that you have enough income that will help you to support that property. Um, if it's, too, it's in the right neighborhood for you, you have to be able to decide where you want to go before we start even looking. So right. knowing all of the different things, it helped me to um, direct folks and help them to come to a better understanding as to what it is they really want for themselves. Right, right. Okay, so now I have a, I have a case scenario for you. So let's pretend I am someone who's interested in going from uh, law enforcement or maybe help mental health like you did, and I want to get into real estate. What would you say to me to keep in mind as I'm making this change? Because I think a lot of times when people change careers, they want immediate success. Right. They want to jump in and make the big money. You know, they hear real estate makes a lot of money. So I'm just going to jump into real estate and I'm going to be successful. Um, six figure salary off the bat. Mm. What would you say to folks to keep in mind as they try to transition like you did sim uh, supposedly so seamlessly from one career track to another? You have to know what it is that you what motivates you. Why are you trying to go from one thing to another? Is it for money? Is it because you want to help others? Is it because you want to start a new family? Um, but just be motivated to the point where you know exactly why you are doing it, what motivates you to want to do that. Whatever the motivation is, you'll have the passion for it. And if you have the passion for whatever it is and you can multitask and you're a person who can manage time very well, you should be able to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. You cannot just drop one and go to the other and think, well, oh, I'm going to try this and see what happens. Yeah. It's not a matter of seeing what happens. You can plan ahead, prepare yourself for that next phase. Um, do some research about that, that field that you are looking into. Um, see if what are the pros and cons and how could it meet the need that you have? Because if you are searching for something, you don't find it in one area, you might find it in the, in the other. But you need to be aware as to what it is you really want. What motivates you? Do I, am I able to manage my time? Can I handle these two things simultaneously? Or do I have to completely move from one and cling to the other? But your personal motivation is what will determine how far you get into that field. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I would also add to that being patient as well. Being very, patient very, as well, very because it's an investment in time. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> don't go from one thing to another expecting that within six to, to eight months you will be rich. No. Right, because you hear these stories about people just quitting their jobs, they have a family to support, and Correct. they're off to the next thing without even knowing if, if or not it's going to be successful. So I think that is some great advice. And don't leave one thing completely and jump to another without knowing for sure Absolutely. that is what you want because mm -hmm. if you can test the waters and then get yourself into a situation where okay there is a, a better offer over here um i mean i i mean need to do some more research uh, homework to be able to get into that so hold on to what you have Absolutely. as you prepare yourself for the next one because it's, it's a transition and you yeah. jump from one to another and you, you have not solidified yourself in that new avenue, then you might end up going bankrupt or broke. <laughs> and it's so interesting because, you know, as I continue to do this interview, like certain themes show up and one of them is pursue your passion. 
And the other one is do your homework, do the research Correct. to make sure that you're making um, the, the, career, the correct changes that you are thinking of making in your life. So as we get ready to wrap up, if there were three main points you would want to leave our listeners with, what would you say? Well, in this life, there are many challenges. And if you are fortunate enough to have the blessings of God in your life that uh, with health and strength and sound mind, you should pursue your passion, mm -hmm. determine what it is that you're passionate after, um, be certain to be someone who can manage your time properly um, and consider how your decisions will affect not just you but your family. Uh, many folks do things just for self-gratification but if you can consider your family in everything you do then it should make it easier for you as you to pursue the things that you really want to do because when you're young it's just you nobody's you know if it's if you're going solo um it might be easier for you but if you have a family then you should not just go from one thing to another point to another and not knowing for sure what you're getting into you have to be aware that your passion should lead you to whatever it is that um that is calling you to um to pursue so right. be very much aware of that mm -hmm. so so i think that you're saying that with even with the family you still have the right to pursue your passion but yeah. you just want to be a little bit more cautious because it's not only you the decisions that you're making are going to impact the lives of the people that you're responsible for most definitely yep good so as we as we wrap up i want to give you an opportunity to tell us what you're working on it seems like you've had so many careers so <laughs> if you want to tell us more about your church more about um your real estate practice if we would like to get in touch with you if you have a website um how might um listeners reach you um whether in the houston area or beyond well my license is for texas um, if you are planning to move to Houston, um, you could reach me at um, phone number, I guess. Yes. 281-546-0560 or at alfredj54 at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, that is if you are interested in buying property or selling property here in Houston. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are coming from any well out of town or you live in Houston and you'd like to join us at Brookfield Missionary Baptist Church we are at 5706 Brookfield Lane Houston Texas 77085 we meet on Sundays and Wednesdays we're not we're not meeting on Wednesdays yet because of the corona but we we have resumed church services um, social distancing of course and mm -hmm. very few people at the, at the time um, so we'll welcome you Houston is a very beautiful place. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> a few folks have moved here from Dominica and from New York, and uh, they were linked with us, and then now are members of the church. And I was able to help have them find a place to to reside. Yeah. So, if you get to know me, then <laughs> you you have a good resource base, most definitely. 
And, and are you still conducting uh, the Facebook um, portion of the service? Or have you discontinued that? No, every Sunday, 11 o'clock. Okay, and what, if we wanted to find you on Facebook, how would we do that? Um, Justin Alfred. That's under my name, Justin Alfred. Oh, so the service is broadcast under your name, not under the church's name? Correct. We are working oh. on the website right now because I just started there a few couple of years ago and um, we are working on the website and that at some point I'll announce the, okay. the website and the different ways they can reach us. Yes. Okay, perfect. So what I'll do, I'll find you on Facebook and I'll link it in the in my email. I'm sorry, in my website on Pushfast 10 so that if people want to follow you on Facebook for the services and if they're in the area, then they can come and um, visit with you and fellowship with you. Yes, and many folks have been I've been tuning in from Aruba, good. New York, California, good. Europe. So it's a good medium. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, it is, it is. So, so, so the one thing that comes in mind is that it looks like you've done a complete 360 because you started with theology and music. You went all around the world. And Correct. you came back to theology and music um, in, in, in this career that you're now pursuing. What are your thoughts on that? That was my primary passion to be full-time in a church. But politics get into religion and sometimes it doesn't allow you to do what you want to do because you have to go through certain arenas of certain, and some folks, because of, I, I suspected, um, their lack of self-esteem, they would not allow you to step up as your talent allows you to. So. It's, it was challenging, but now, having done all the things that I, I did, I said, God has given me the strength to be able to continue singing, and I've wrote, written quite a few songs, and um, uh, continue to do what I, I believe I was called to do, that is to minister his word um, to the general public. Yes, it is a full <laughs> And I can certainly attest to your singing ability, because I want to uh, publicly thank you for singing at my wedding. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> and well, I so maybe it. somebody might be looking for a wedding singer in the Houston area because we have <laughs> listeners from all over the world, including Houston. So Correct. if someone is looking for a, a wedding singer, then I would highly recommend you. And you heard the two songs that I wrote for my daughter's wedding. Yes. That, um, yes, beautiful, beautiful. And I, and I think the lesson we can also learn from your experiences is that knowing your passion early is important. But even when you have to defer your ability to pursue your passion, that you still keep it in mind, and at some point, you will get back to that passion. Yes, and all the things I experimented with, and they worked well for me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, all along, I still did what I really felt I should have been doing despite the obstacles. And ultimately, God opened doors that um, led me to where I am today. So in my retirement, I have retired from working in the public, but I am still doing God's work, which is yeah. what I really started off to do. Mm -hmm. Some folks started off and they go directly into it all of their lives. I did it in a different direct, different way. I was able to do groups at churches like grief recovery and um, quite a few um, drug addiction classes. Um, so all of the experiences I had, I was able to put them together, even within the church. Mm -hmm. Although I was not one of the pastors of those churches, but I was able to hold groups and have uh, meet the needs of quite a few people. Um, right. 
even now after 12 years of doing those groups people are still calling me to do one-on-one -on -one with them um so when you think it was wasted it's mm -hmm. not because quite a few folks i have dealt with they still um, find me on facebook or call me and give and thank me for the things that i did for them and their family so it's was it was a worthwhile journey mm -hmm. and now that i'm full-time at the church i i'm doing what i believe god called me to do that is to share his word and his truth to um, different families as best as he has allowed me to do it well I, well I certainly thank you for being with us and for being such an inspiration because i think a lot of times as we get older we start putting so many limits on ourselves that you know at this point you know it's too we, we don't want to start over we don't want to try something new but you're showing us that you know you just move towards the next thing you as long as you're willing to learn you're willing to grow you're willing to take the experiences that you've had and integrate them into a new career a new passion a new project then that's that's what we should be focused on so i truly thank you thank i'm truly thankful for you being with us today yes well i enjoyed the experience um there's a lot more to talk about but uh, we realize the time is limited i thank you very much simone for inviting me to share with your audience yeah and i would encourage them to as they pursue their careers that they should always remember put god first and he will direct you um we might think that god is just a thing for sunday or a person or a spirit of convenience we should never see him as just for convenience when i need him i call him now mm -hmm. If you put God first, if he says, seek you first, the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And there's a verse that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. It doesn't mean that you sit down and wait on God. It means that you keep, you do what you think God is calling you to do. And he will show you which direction to go with that, uh, that passion which you have. Well, thank you so much for spending, for sharing all your experiences with us. And we look forward to having you on maybe uh, some other point where we can delve even more into um, your experiences and we can share and learn from you. So once yes. again, thank you for being with us. <laughs> You're welcome, Simone. And have a great evening. All right. God bless you. All right. Thank you. But what we don't realize is that we can still love those who we don't want around us. We can still love those who we may not even want to associate with or ever see again. Now, right now, I am about to head to see um, some of my brothers, my friends, perform some amazing music. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that I could make a difference, but it's just a wish, so I need very good parents. So there you have it. You know, I'm enjoying the feedback I receive so much from our listeners that I want you to go ahead and tell me what you thought about Mr. Justin Alfred's interview. What lessons did you learn from him? And while you're at it, I also want to know what you think about our guests in particular. Also, are there any topics you would like for us to discuss on this show? Because as I mentioned in the beginning, this is our support community. This is our community of support. So I always like to know that I am covering the topics 
topics that we are interested in hearing about, that we're interested in learning about. So let me know what you think. And of course, let us once again thank uh, Justin for his contribution to the show. And let's enjoy a little bit more of this track, one entitled Anibayo Love by Signal Band. And for our non-Creole speaking listeners, it means let us give them love because it is so true. What we need right now is more love, more positivity, and just a general appreciation for each other in this world, especially during this very difficult time. And the way that we show love right now is by simply following the CDC guidelines to help to stop the, the spread of this coronavirus. So again, we're not out of the woods. So let's continue to spread love, spread positivity, and just show love and regard for our neighbors by following the CDC guidelines. So let's enjoy a little bit more of this song by Signal Band. And when we come back, we will talk about the number one way that I have been able to stick to my routines, stick to my goal setting, the number one way you will learn to do the same. So keep it locked. So much people have no reason but they got you. And they're doing anything just to block you. Be your boss, your co-worker. You should give them love. by your love. Annie by your love. Annie, 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 Bio, 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 Say they love you Remember to remind them That you love them too Cause love is the greatest gift You could give them Annie by your love Annie by your love Annie, 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 Yeah, so a big one out of Dominica, out of Signal Band, and buy your love again. Just give them love because that is all we have to offer right now. Just love, encouragement, support, positivity, and that's what we do right here every Tuesday from 5:30 p.m. So the number one way to create a new habit. I think we all have such great intentions when it comes to our life goals, what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to make into a reality. But somewhere along the line, we just get stuck on being consistent. I think most of us, we have great intentions. We know what we need to do. But it's the consistency that always seems to trip us up. Would I be correct um, with that observation? So I think you would um, agree. So the number one way I have found to be able to stick to my habits, to be able to farm, form new habits that lead to me being able to achieve my goals is to simply attach a new habit to an old habit. 
So let me explain this for you a little bit more. So the idea is if you're looking to change something in your life, if you're looking to start a new habit, let's take, for example, you want to be a little bit more active. I know a lot of us are struggling in this area of simply being more active during this uh, very trying time. So let's say you want to be more active. The best way to become more active is to attach it to something that you're already doing. So for most of us, we enjoy coffee in the morning, maybe some tea in the morning. So the idea is to attach that habit of drinking your coffee, drinking your tea in the morning to the habit of exercising. So for example, you would get dressed first thing in the morning before you have your coffee, before you have your tea, you get dressed and as soon as you have your coffee or your tea, you simply head out for that walk or you begin your exercise program. So the research has in fact shown that that is the number one way to create a new habit. And for those of us who always are looking for more information on the topics that we discuss, this topic, the idea is called habit stacking. So the idea is you're stacking up habits on top of the habits that you already learn. So you're attaching them so that they become a part of you. So again, the idea is called habit stacking. And as always, I will put a link to the article that I found on this on my website, pushpast10.com. Again, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10.com. And as I mentioned before, I would love to hear from you, your feedback on our um, guest today, as well as anything else you would like to share with me. And you can go ahead and send me an email at pushpast10 at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on my Facebook page, which is of course the same name, push past 10. So as always, it seems like our time just races on. And before you know it, the hour is over. So it was wonderful spending this time with you. And what we will continue to do is we will continue to revisit the lessons that we are learning from our former guests. Because as you notice, we talked about forming habits. And one of the easiest ways we talked about was the habit stacking. And for most of us, that begins in the morning. So the best time to take advantage of creating those new habits is in the morning. And we've had guests who came on and told us about the importance of the morning. For example, Kevin did and Obi did. And of course, you can always listen to the podcasts of their interviews for more information. So again, we will be revisiting the lessons that we are learning as well as learning new lessons in terms of what can we apply to achieve our personal goals. So it has been wonderful being with you next week. Another exciting guest, um, Miss Carla Amor will be joining us. She's a personal trainer, a motivational coach, and so much more. You certainly do not want to miss our time with uh, Miss Carla Amor um, next week. And don't forget, we have the Gordon Henderson interview coming up August 4th. I hope that you set your reminder for that show as well. Setting your reminder for being with us here every Tuesday at 5.30 if this is your first time listening. So until we meet again next week, as we always say, remember to stay safe, 
stay positive, and stay productive. Our life stories is our strength. So remember to tap into that potential as you work to become more successful in areas where you desire. So today I want to leave you with this track from Triple K Band out of Dominica called Still Standing as we get energized for another week, another productive week. And I will meet you again right here, same time, same place next week. Enjoy this one. Hey, Mr. Benjamin, long say Shall we?